Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Everything Star Wars. In Season 2 of The Mandalorian, we see three other Mandalorians who take their helmets off in front of other people. Why do they do this, and why does Mando not? Well, their leader, Bo-Katan Kryze, says that it's because he is a part of the Children of the Watch, or the Watch. His particular clan is in fact the Tribe is what it's called, but it is a part of the Children of the Watch. Now, what is the Children of the Watch? Why can't they take off their helmets and when other Mandalorians can? Are there other breakaway clans from the Mandalorians? That's what I'm going to be discussing in today's episode, so let's begin. First off are the Imperial Super Commandos, empire-loyal Mandalorians who served after the Clone Wars. They wore white Beskar armor, designed to be somewhat reminiscent of Stormtrooper armor, but of course, far superior. They, form, they formed from the Mandalorian Super Commando group, arranged by Maul, when he was in control, and became the most elite group in the Empire's military. They fought against Clan Wren, notably, who would not join with them. Ultimately, they were defeated on the planet Mandalore by a certain rebel cell who had ties to Clan Wren, as well as the Protectorate, which brings me to the next Mandalorian faction, the Mandalorian Protectors. They were originally the royal guards of Mandalore. When Mandalore fell, they retreated to the third moon of Concord Dawn. So after the Mandalorian clan civil war, the Protectors were the one tradition that the new Mandalorians, the peacekeeping Mandalorians, kept, and were the closest thing to a warrior that they permitted. They formed an alliance with the Empire after the Clone Wars. Not, not, they didn't become a part of the Empire, but they formed an alliance with them to keep enemies out of Mandalorian hyperspace routes. Eventually, their leader, Then Rao, was captured by rebels who, quote-unquote, fought honorably. The Protectors then changed sides. When the Empire found out about this change of allegiance, they sent the Imperial Super Commandos. Towards the end of the Clone Wars, just as a fun fact, the Protectors were called in to assist the Grand Army of the Republic in a notable battle. So finally, the Empire destroyed them, along with the rest of the Mandalorians. Or so they'd like to think. Finally, there are the Children of the Watch. And that's what's really relevant. Who are they? Sadly, not a lot is known, because this is the first time we've heard about them in Mandalorian Season 2. The first time we've seen them in the Star Wars canon. What Bo-Katan says they are is... A cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society. Their goal was to reestablish the ancient way. They follow the way of the Mandalore, which is essentially about never removing your helmet in front of others and being extremely loyal to your clan, similar to the ancient Mandalorian doctrine, right? The six actions, which are uh, essentially saying, like, wear armor and owe fealty to the leader of the clans, but this is just a much more extreme version of that. So it's like the Death Watch, how the Death Watch were willing to die for what they believed in. So there's these two extremes. Maybe that's why they are the children of the Watch, because both groups work very, uh, 
uh, very zealous in what they believed in. Could be that, could be why they're called that. Essentially, removing your helmet means giving up the way and removing yourself from the tribe and all its benefits. The tribe, the tribe, not just any given tribe, of which Din Djarin was a member, was a tribe who followed the way, a Mandalorian tribe. So, what exactly does this mean for Season 3? Well, Mando's officially no longer a part of the Children of the Watch. He is still a Mandalorian, though. They are two different things. Children of the Watch are a subgroup of Mandalorians. A, maybe you could say sub-clan. But he is still a Mandalorian because he still to a, he still follows the six actions to a degree, if that's still what uh, makes a Mandalorian a Mandalorian in canon. So he's still a Mandalorian, not a, ch not a child of the Watch, though, because even if it didn't count when he removed his helmet in front of IG-11 in Season 2, he did it twice, or in Season 1, excuse me. He definitely did it twice in Season 2 in front of other people. So... Whether he, when he put it back on the first time, whether that was legit or not, it's kind of sketchy. But the second time, yeah, now we'll just have to see. Maybe we'll get some really good acting from Pedro Pascal. Maybe we'll see his face a lot more and he'll still be getting used to not wearing his helmet. Or maybe he's just going to stay in that habit of wearing his helmet all the time. Which would be interesting, because then you get this, well, now he wears the helmet because he wants to, instead of, he can't take off his helmet. This helmet is his face. So, that, that, that could be interesting. So, he no longer receives the benefits of being a part of the Watch, but he's also now free from their rules. So, I don't think such a big deal about this never removing the helmet and being a zealot would have been made. I don't think such a big deal would have been made if something wasn't going to come out of it in a later season. Maybe season three. Maybe he's going to meet another uh, enclave of the Children of the Watch and be at odds with them or have a lot of tension. There might be some in-faction in fighting. Some This could spark some new rebellion in the Children of the Watch enclaves that, well, why do we do this? See, this one, he, he realized that there were some things more important the child, or even just family connections or anything, there's some things more important than, well, for some reason, never removing your helmet. I, I don't know. What, what do you think will become of all this in Season 3, or in later seasons? So, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll be releasing episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure to stay tuned. If you got any questions or comments, please email me. My email is in the episode description and the podcast description. Email me with any questions, comments, criticism. I'll take anything. So until next time, may the Force be with you.